You know, though the prophet Isaiah wrote that scripture some 2,700 years ago, it's remarkably apt for us tonight, remarkably applicable. When, um, when Jesus went to teach at the synagogue, some of you know the story, he was handed the scroll of Isaiah to teach from, and he turned right to this scripture, right to these verses. And as he read them, he, he stopped and he said the most remarkable thing. He said, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Today, implying that these great promises of comfort, binding up the brokenhearted, are related to Jesus' first coming. They are applicable to us as New Testament believers today. It's not something we're waiting for in the second coming, but true of us today. Although it is worth noting that Jesus stopped reading that scroll, as some of you remember in the Gospels, just before that line about vengeance, as if to say, that's for another time. There's a time and a place for that, but not now. Now is the time of binding up the brokenhearted, proclaiming the year of the Lord's favor and comfort. That's what Jesus came to promise each of us and is true of us tonight. And even more so, the comfort of the age that is to come that many of our loved ones are currently experiencing, that comfort on the other side. So this this scripture tonight describes why Jesus came to us, why he came on Christmas, What the manger is really all about is Jesus presents himself as the solution to the greatest problems that we face on this side of eternity. That he, perhaps, things that we are wrestling with tonight, as he says that he has come to proclaim good news to those who are poor, to those who are afflicted. How he came for our sorrows and offers to bind up our broken and weeping hearts and to offer freedom for those who are bound from all kinds of afflictions that that might be. Jesus is presenting himself as the answer to our greatest burdens. And what I love is he's not offering a cliche answer to what he's saying. Uh, he's, because um, I, I know especially for us tonight, many of us are tired of cliche answers of cliche responses. We, want, we desire something deeper, something with real substance behind it. I find it interesting that in John chapter 11, when Jesus approached Martha, who had just lost her brother, he came to comfort her with some words. And, he just, and she just cuts him off and says, uh, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. You guys hear what she's saying? She's, she's saying, yes, Jesus, I know. I know what you're going to say. I've heard it before. Others have offered their condolences as well. I appreciate it, but let's move the conversation forward. Anyone else been there in a conversation? I know it's not just me up here. But Jesus gives her an answer she wasn't expecting, for those of you who know. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. 
Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? He says. Not what she was expecting. That wasn't a cliche answer. Jesus offered her so much more than she was expecting. In the same way, to each of us tonight, Jesus doesn't offer us cliches. He offers us promises from the scripture, promises of who he is and what he will do for us, and a deep level of empathy to us. Now you might say, how, how could he be empathetic towards me? He doesn't know my situation. He doesn't know what I've experienced. He hasn't walked through what I've walked through. Well, maybe he has. When you read the scriptures, you see that Jesus himself wasn't always the holly jolly type that some of us say that he is. You know, but honestly, when you read the scriptures, you see, especially in, in Isaiah chapter 53, you see that Jesus was probably, his demeanor was probably a lot closer to what many of us are feeling on a night like tonight. As that scripture, Isaiah 53, says that he was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Jesus, too, was a man who understood the deep anguish of, of the soul. As he walked through some heartbreaking things, even in his earthly lifetime before the cross, in his life, he knew the pain of losing loved ones. Jesus himself wept. Jesus knew the pain of growing up in poverty. Jesus knew the pain of betrayal from a close friend. Someone whom he trusted had betrayed him. And of course, through the cross, he experienced more pain than any of us could say that they've gone through. And I say all this to say that while I might not know all the particulars of your circumstance, I don't know why everyone is here tonight, but I know the one who does. And he knows the pain that you face. He knows what you feel. He's experienced in one way or another what you have experienced and is empathetic towards you. He is there with you in it. And the pain he felt wasn't just his own, but he carried our pain as well. As verse four of that chapter I just read from says, surely he bore our griefs, carried our sorrows. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. This is the savior we worship. This is why Jesus came to be with us. That's why he came in that manger that first Christmas so that he could be Emmanuel. That word that we see that means God with us. God with us. With us in our pain. With us in our sorrow. With us in our grief. With us in whatever pain we are experiencing tonight. And he's not just with us, but he is alongside us carrying the worst pain that we've experienced. Carrying the weight of our sins upon his own shoulders. Where through the cross and his suffering, he purchased our redemption, our greatest malady. 
Where on that cross, he purchased our peace with God so that we could be reconciled to him and enjoy a relationship with our Father. And he purchased not just our broken hearts, but scriptures say he offers to us a new heart and to bind up our weeping and broken hearts. That is the good news we need tonight. That is deep empathy. That is deep promises that he gives to us and far from empty words. That God, that God is with us that he understands what we're going through. And what better thing is there than having a friend who loves you, who understands you, and who's actually there to provide real, meaningful help to you, and not just say that they are in a non-cliche way. So to make one last uh, reference to our unison reading that we just did, I recognize that for many of us tonight, we are walking through that valley of the shadow of death. It's a dark place. It hurts. It's lonely. It's fearful. I understand. But in Christ, you are not walking alone. That is our hope this evening that the light of the world is with you and his light, the light of God that he has placed within ourselves shines brighter than any darkness that we might be facing tonight. John 1 verse 5 says that the light, the light of God shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So this might be a dark night we might be discussing heavy things of the heart this evening, but yet even through our weeping and our tears, we have confidence that in Christ, the light that he has placed within us will overcome whatever darkness we are facing. And the best thing I can tell you this season is to draw close to the light. It is good. It's blind. It can be blinding as we're coming through the darkness, but it is good for our souls. One last quote, and then I'll move towards a conclusion. There's a poem from Minnie Louise Haskins entitled, God Knows. Some of you have heard me quote this before. I think it's beautiful. It says, I said to the man who stood at the gate and said, give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. He replied, go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than the light and safer than a known way. That's so beautiful. And I understand this season, whether literally this Christmas season as something to be endured or this regular or just this season of life you find yourself in, that there are gonna be temptations to place our hands into all kinds of things that will offer counterfeit comfort, that will offer all kinds of other things, offer uh, safety, offer numbness, offer all kinds of other ways to treat the pain on the inside. And what this beautiful poem reminds us is, it cautions us, it cautions us to avoid those things. 
but rather exhorts us to put our hand into the hand of God, to trust him and trust his ways. Though they might be unknown to us, though other ways that we have tried in the past to deal with the pain inside of us might be more familiar to us, might seem initially more comfortable or familiar, avoid them. Put your hand into the hand of God. Go where he leads you. Confront the darkness inside of us the Lord's way. And when we do that, it is better than any other light and safer than any other known way. Thanks be to God. Amen.